The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers. Welcome to The Shepherd at Work, a weekly program to help you learn how to live your Christian faith in every place you work and live. Host Mark Goldstein introduces you to individuals who are successfully and effectively engaging in marketplace ministry and gives you the tools you need to do the same. The Shepherd at Work is sponsored by the U.S. Christian Chamber of Commerce, building kingdom, business, and community. Now, here's your host, Mark Goldstein. And welcome to The Shepherd at Work. This is Mark Goldstein in the studio with, as always, with Mike Gillen. Hey, Mark. And today with a good friend, Andre Klaas. Is it class or class? Class with a K. Class. You have a lot of class. Thank you. As frequent listeners to this show know, the, the Shepherd at Work uh, is an interview program where we talk about people who are using their business mm-hmm. to have an impact in the community. We talk about other things like that, but today is... Andre is doing just that. He's taking his business, but it's, he's using it as ministry. In fact, he's converted it over to a 501c3. So Andre, you are the principal, the owner, the founder of Christian Tech Centers. So before we learn a little about you, tell us briefly, what is Christian Tech Center and how you serve the community through it? Well, I'm glad you asked. And of course, Christian Tech Center was started as a 501c3 nonprofit organization. And uh, what we do is that we help people with the gifting of technology, if you will, because it's become the biggest barrier to quality of life, uh, where pretty much you have to do everything on it from schoolwork to employment. Uh, just staying connected, you have to have a computer to be able to access these day-to-day resources. And uh, so what our organization does is that we take discard computer equipment and recondition it, and then we give it away. And to date, we've already given away over 400 free computers. Uh, We also help uh, people that have computers they can't afford to have them repaired, and we fix them for free. And uh, we also help to equip uh, people in the community with the central knowledge on how they use their technology with uh, free technology workshops. And uh, our next one's going to be on July 26th with our Computing Basics 101 course. Very good. And we're going to get into the the nuts and bolts of technology uh, in the second session. In this first one, let's learn a little bit more about Andre Klass. I'm glad you cleared that up because I was always thinking it was Klass. But so Andre class. Uh, tell us about you. Where are you from? What's your background? Well, I was born and raised right here in Central Florida and I uh, was raised by a single mom. Um, faced a few challenges growing up because I was uh, born and raised on the autism spectrum. Uh, had to have speech therapy, physical therapy, occupational therapy. Um, faced a lot of challenges with social integration, sensory issues and the like. Um, but um, all this time growing up, of course, I've had a bit of a fascination for technology. Uh, I grew up with video games like Roller Coaster Tycoon and Worms Armageddon, um, uh, fun puzzle, practical application games uh, I always felt strongly attracted to. And uh, with time, I would start get tinkering with devices and start really learning the nuts and bolts of troubleshooting computers. And uh, I ended up uh, going to the technology magnet schools in Seminole County's public school system. At Crooms, I got my A-plus certification to work on computers and then uh, went right into the technology industry when I was 17. Got my first job uh, at a, at uh, Elite Simulations uh, based in Oviedo. Uh, started working in the retail arm of Refresh Computers when I was 20. 
And uh, I worked in computer retail for all this time until uh, last year. And uh, at the same time, I felt like I wanted to make a difference in the world. Uh, ran for public office in the 2020 election. And then uh, after losing the election, though, of course, the greatest thing that came out the whole experience was finding my relationship with Jesus when I was invited to Lake Mary Church while trying to get signatures. All right. So, Andre, I need to back up a little bit. Otherwise, we're going to go past the break. Uh, <laughs> we wound him up, Mike. Yes, and you did. Turned him loose. Are you, so I want to go back to early on what you were saying. You are on the autism spectrum. Mm-hmm. So are you telling me that all of this stuff you've learned through technology, in essence, has been kind of therapy for you? Uh, to a point, um, there's such great potential that technology can have for the day-to-day life. But at the same token, really practical experience and just being able to be in a comfortable environment where not only am I able to excel professionally, but also allow me to be in an environment where I'm able to continue to develop socially. But the big paradigm shift for me really was finding community, finding spiritual family, and finding my relationship with Jesus. That's what really helped me to open up, uh, what really helped me to be more of a stronger person. And in the end, uh, my uh, my experiences really gave me that affinity and that uh, empathy to be able to recognize the needs of people around me and the world around me and uh, making me who I am today. People hear autism spectrum, and it is really a spectrum, and people are different uh, all the way across. But for you mm-hmm. and what you, where you were on the spectrum, um, what were some of the challenges that you were facing as as you were experiencing or going through the, this autism? And through those challenges, what were some of the things that helped offset that? Well, really, some of the challenges I had were uh, that I was really strong on perfectionism. I always tried to do my best uh, in my schoolwork. In the end, it really allowed myself to become overwhelmed with that. Uh, I would always get so much homework uh, with these honors classes that there were nights that I would get no sleep at all, sometimes two nights in a row. I think the longest was three nights in a row just because I was always given so much homework, <laughs> and I was trying to do it, and... Uh, of course, they indoctrinate you with the teaching that grades are everything. If you don't succeed in school, you are destined to be a failure. And that was something that really weighed heavily on me mm-hmm. growing up. Uh, but also, I struggled a lot with uh, with understanding, like, is this person trying to bully me or make fun of me? Or is this person genuinely interested in wanting to become a friend? I had a lot of trust issues. Um, and uh, one thing also I was very afraid of was fire drills because I the loud noises from the fire alarms, they would really, really hurt me. And uh, yet today, of course, I like taking pictures of airplanes and I can stand right next to a jet at full throttle and uh, that doesn't bother me like uh, like used to. As I've matured, thankfully, uh, some of these difficulties and struggles I've been able to adapt to with and been able to uh, overcome from that. And uh, like for some people, um, it it's one of those things that happens with time and with others. It's uh, something that uh, they struggle with that uh, they're not able to to overcome these things. And really, a big part of it is trusting in the Lord and being able to uh, to grow and use the life experiences, open up more, uh, be a little bit more trusting. Um, and uh, definitely, my life has taken quite a bit of a 180 from uh, my childhood to the present. 
And I'm glad you mentioned that because what I wanted to ask you is, you know, your faith. Mm-hmm. Did you grow up in a Christian home? When when did Christ become important and essential in your life? Well, uh, I was raised in a Jewish home, um, although uh, um, I would go to the Jewish summer camp, uh, would go to synagogue, but I never really felt like I had a proper relationship with God, honestly. Mm-hmm. And um, it was always, you read from the same book, you pray the same prayers, and it's uh, it becomes very repetitive, and it's not relational. And uh, uh, so I never really felt like I had a personal connection with God at all, and mm-hmm. then I never. I had a bit of a, a falling out after all the struggles and difficulties I was having. Um, I had questions whether God was even real, and uh, I just uh, basically put God back into a corner and just focused on myself and trying to grow myself professionally, trying to be successful, trying to make a name for myself. But really, when uh, I ran for county commissioner in the 2020 election, and so I filed to run back in the summer of 2018, and that's why I was going around trying to get petitions, trying to get on the ballot. And that's why I was originally invited to Lake Mary Church uh, to their ENC campus night under the ruse of making friends and getting signatures. Um, and the message that Pastor Tom Breckwell preached that night, which was actually about labels and how the world tries to define you versus who you are in the eyes of God, it was a message that really, really connected with me. And I felt really compelled to keep coming back. And it was February of 2019 uh, that uh, I gave my life to Jesus, and uh, living for the Lord is what defines my purpose, it's what gives me all of my joy, and uh, of course is what ultimately led to establishing biblical foundations in my life, and then quitting my job and launching a ministry organization that's been making so many impacts for local families and uh, other uh, areas of the community. We have a couple minutes, and I, I want to segue into the fact that you left a job. Now, you're on the autism spectrum. Mm-hmm. You you have challenges and struggles. Anyway, so you leave a job, and you start your own organization, your own business. Why? Well, because this is what the Lord compelled me to do, and it was a vision that uh, was put in my heart after I lost in the election, trying to figure out what am I meant to do how can I use my giftings and talents as a means to honor God and spread the good news? And uh, so it was a huge leap of faith and one that, of course, to an extent was an impulse, but it was something that I was trying to figure out and plan out over time and just trusting the Lord to provide, mm. and indeed he has. And uh, so uh, that's one thing that uh, had I not found Jesus, I probably would have still remained in the same cycle mm. Um, of uh, trying to define my self-worth with the things of the world versus coming to recognize who God is and what he intended for me. And uh, our organization has definitely been uh, helping a lot of people. Sure. And, um, I mean, I've been thriving. Like, I've been finding the greatest joy in the world from serving the in, serving the kingdom, serving the community. Um, even last fall, the city of Longwood named me as the business person of the month, which was an amazing honor. So we're talking with Andre Klaas. Oh, Klaas. I'm going to get this right. Andre Klaas, Christian <laughs> Tech Center, located at 1006 West State Road 434 in Longwood. And we're going to come back and talk a little computer uh, after the break. We'll be right back. 
If you're a Christian business person and you want to meet people who want to do business with you, you need to join the Central Florida Christian Chamber of Commerce. Why? Because the mission of the Christian Chamber is to build kingdom, business, and community. And it all starts with the Christian principle of building relationships. To learn more about the Christian Chamber and all the different ways you can get engaged with hundreds of other Central Florida Christian business people, visit cfchristianchamber.com or call 407-258-3578. Hey, this is Mike Gilland, Operations Manager at the Shepherd Radio Network, with a special invitation for you to join me daily, Monday through Friday, for my show, Afternoons with Mike. Our show is aired at 3.05 p.m. and replayed twice, first the same night at 9.05 p.m., then the next morning at 10.05 a.m. It's my privilege to have a wide variety of guests on my show, ranging from senators to pastors, celebrities to singers and businessmen and women. The common thread to each episode is our goal to look at life through the lens of a biblical worldview. You can listen on air to any of the three Shepherd stations in Florida. Plus, you can listen online at our homepage, theshepherdradio.com. Listen on demand to our podcast, available on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. All you have to do is use the search phrase, Afternoons with Mike. Ladies, do you want the men in your lives to be better husbands, fathers, and providers? Men, do you want all that and more? Christ-Led Communities has the answer. With men's Bible studies and group experiences, Christ-Led Communities has a curriculum that meets most every man's spiritual needs. Visit clchq.org to learn about your opportunities to grow in Christ in a Christ-Led community. The website again is clchq.org or 407-484-3899. Once again, here's Mark Goldstein. And we're back. The Shepherd at Work and in studio today is Andre Class. I got it right this time. Yes, you did. And Andre is the the founder, the the principal of a Christian Tech Center in Longwood. Um, so you mentioned in the first break, you've given away how many computers? Over 400 since o- we launched. Over 400 computers. And there's 400 people that are very, very happy now, and all the people that they're serving that in this world of communication, Mike, if you don't have a computer, if you don't have a cell phone, you're stuck. Oh, absolutely. So, I mean, yeah. it, it really, in a lot of ways, you've given people their relational and communication life back. And as you're saying, we talk about Christianity is about relation. You're helping people in in their relation and, and actually in, in their walk with the Lord. How does somebody apply? to get a computer from you? That's a very good question. There's a couple different pathways that uh, we have clients uh, for outreach in terms of uh, getting necessary equipment. Uh, The first one, of course, is that uh, people who are in various situations of need, and there's so many variations uh, because the face of of need, the face of somebody who needs this type of help has really evolved over the past couple years. I mean, Mm -hmm. it could literally be you and me because there's a lot of people facing employment issues, financial issues. Um, even though the state's demographic says that uh, 13% of our state's population are considered living in poverty, almost half of the state's population is living in underemployment or facing unemployment or some other challenge right now. And so we have people that uh, contact us directly or refer to us uh, through social media 
and they share about uh, their individual uh, need or what kind of situation they're presently in. We evaluate on a case-by-case basis. But we also have interagency partnerships with a large number of nonprofit organizations here across Central Florida, and uh, we get a lot of interagency referrals as well where that charity or has already vetted these clients and are able to f- refer them directly to us for these resources. Okay. So somebody can't just walk in off the street and say, I'm in need, I need a computer. There is a vetting process, an application process. Um, so what are, obviously, you, you've given away a whole ton of computers, but mm-hmm. there's, as you're describing, there's a ton more need. So how how do you then determine in that vetting process um, by the need where you're just not being arbitrary? And then the question that comes along with that, mm-hmm. Do you have a board that makes the the decision who gets it? Or do you sit and look and pray about it and say, I'm going to give this one and this one's on hold? Well, we've very rarely ever had to decline a need that has come our way. And like I said, the face of need has become uh, quite, quite huge these days. And of course, there's everything from single mother households to unemployed and underemployed to children, families with special needs. Uh, to survivors of domestic violence and human trafficking, even there's been such a wide area um, recovering addict. Like it's just so many people, um, and pretty much uh, the only real restrictions that we've really been having is that we limit one per household right now due mm-hmm. to supply and demand. Of course, uh, all the equipment that we get is all donated to us. We recondition it and then give it away. So we usually limit to one per family um, whenever possible. Um, but it's not just individuals and families we help. We're also helping to support other ministry organizations and other smaller charities that don't necessarily have the funding or the means to be able to afford technology infrastructure to be able to support their operations or support their programs as well. Yeah, and about the board, the selection process. Well, um, I'm thankful that I have a really great support of board directors, and uh, I'm well entrusted with being able to make these uh, appropriate judgment calls in fact, many times uh, even our board members are able to identify particular areas of need and uh, that we're able to respond quickly. Uh, we've had several charitable organizations that have connected with us by reaching not just myself but one of our board members, and then that board member has able to approach me and we're able to work on these projects. And not just that, though, but also um, with uh, other community areas uh, where we've done community computer lab deployments mm-hmm and uh, computer back-to-school distributions um, as a result of referrals from uh, within our own board. So you're, you've given away, uh, donated, blessed people with over 400 computers. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously you need stuff coming in. So what's the process for people donating uh, equipment to you? And what are some things that are better than others that you really need? Absolutely. So uh, really computer equipment, uh, preferably uh, 2010 or later. Um, We always are looking especially for laptops because there's such a great need for people that are in shelter environments, sober living environments, or otherwise an unstable housing situation. Uh, But we're always glad to accept uh, all sorts of equipment, whether it's laptops, desktops, monitors, related accessories, and then we have a very uh, thorough process where we securely wipe the device, recondition it to modern operating standards, so that way we can inventory and catalog it to be redistributed back into the community 
So whether you're an individual, maybe you have a brand new computer that you just bought, and then you're looking for where to uh, donate your older one, or uh, if you have a business or organization that you do fleet redeployments, um, of course, we're always uh, glad and blessed to be able to receive these types of uh, larger equipment donations as well. And of course, uh, in addition to equipment, as a small charitable organization, we always rely on donations from the community as God's provision to enable us to do what we do as well as a 501c3. And when people donate to you, they'll get a tax-adoptable receipt that they can use at the end of the year. That is correct. So with these computers, you say 2010 or later. I remember back in 2010, computers didn't come with a whole ton of uh, memory, a whole ton of hard drive. Uh, Do you upgrade these before they go out? Oh, yes, indeed. So every computer, we upgrade the RAM, so it has at least 6 or 8 gigs of RAM. We put larger capacity hard drives in the devices, and then we load these with the latest operating system that they will take, which will either be Windows 10 or Windows 11. Uh, We also put some basic software on there, uh, such as uh, Chrome or Edge for browsing on the web, as well as the free Office equivalent software called LibreOffice, which is a totally free download. Okay, I remember using OpenOffice years ago, too. I yes. guess it's somewhat the same. It is, in fact. Uh, so uh, OpenOffice was a, an open source product, and then LibreOffice was what really succeeded it and uh, meets all of today's relevant modern standards for being able to work on resumes or documents, PowerPoints, spreadsheets. And then when you save these files, you'll be able to actually send them to other people who have Office, and then mm. those people actually be able to open the files and vice versa. If someone sends you an Office document, that this software will be able to open it. So It also helps with alleviating the burden of having to pay for a monthly or yearly subscription to a Microsoft Office product because uh, the Libre product is open source and totally free. Very good. That's good to know. There's a lot of people out there that may just want to jump on that and save, save a few bucks every month. So do you do all the work? Do you have volunteers that come in and help you? Well, originally when we started, it was pretty much just me doing all the work, but I am glad to say that we have been blessed with a team of uh, reliable and devoted volunteers. And in fact, uh, from the experiences with us, uh, some of these volunteers are able to enhance and grow their knowledge and use that as a stepping stone to develop a career in the tech industry as well. Uh, One of our volunteers who is a college student actually just got hired by Lake County Schools in their IT department as a result of being able to grow this experience of getting hands-on computers by serving our organization and working alongside us. And so it's been a very great blessing, and it's really helped also to maximize the efficiency of our process and being able to increase the our production rate and the number of computers we're able to get back out into the community. So I have a question for you, Andre. This is uh, going back to my years of uh, back and tinkering with cars. I used to do that. I used to, I've replaced brake cylinders and and master cylinders and things like that. But as technology grew in automobiles, it became much more complex, much more difficult for the home guy like myself to do that kind of work. Is that true in what you do as well with computers? Well, uh, for the most part, it's a yes and a no answer, and here's why. Um, So when it comes to mobile devices and cell phones and things, those have really changed quite a bit and. Those have really run up beyond my area of expertise, and I'm glad, of course, uh, that I have a reliable resource within my church when I need help with those type of things I can call upon him. But as far as desktops and laptop computers, 
there have been some design shifts and pretty much with laptops especially between all the different makes and models there's a lot of variations and differences but over the years we've really seen a same standardized trend uh, that working with desktop computers and laptops even with the differences and improvements in the standards the core of servicing them and the core backbone of the type of hardware layout with processors ram hard drives has relatively stayed the same over all this time, even with all the different generations of the technology. So the punchline, uh, you need money to do this. You had a fundraiser, you wrote, you raised some money, but there's a lot of people out there, maybe they don't have computer stuff that to donate, but they want to be a blessing, to help be a blessing to others. Can Is it okay to just give your website and let people go there to get information and then how to contact you? Absolutely. So, of course, uh, the Christian Tech Center website is uh, www.christiantechcenter.com, and we have a lot of information about our different programs, our service offerings, our free Bible bookshelf that we also offer, and uh, we also have a big red donate button at the top right corner that you can use to either set up a, a one-time or a recurring gift. Very good. Andre Class, Christian Tech Center, thank you for being our guest today. And thank you all for listening to The Shepherd at Work. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to The Shepherd at Work. Tune in next week as Mark will introduce you to another marketplace leader who will show you how to live your Christian faith in every place you work and live. The Shepherd at Work, sponsored by the U.S. Christian Chamber of Commerce, building kingdom, business, and community. The preceding was a Mark Radio production.